Welcome to episode 98 of the No Degree Podcast. Today's guest is Kira Renee. She went to high school and worked simultaneously. She worked harder in high school than most kids ever do in college. Soon after starting college, Kira Renee got discouraged. She felt like she wasn't learning enough while accumulating a lot of student loan debt. Frustrated, she decided to drop out. It was the best decision she ever made. Listen in as Kira talks about how she became an inbound marketing strategist and how being homeschooled in high school benefits her career today. Visit nodegree.com to start your journey. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every sub is appreciated. This show wouldn't be possible without you. Let's get this show started. Welcome to another episode of the No Degree Podcast. And today's guest is Kira Renee. I said your name right, right? Yes. <laughs> awesome. So but before we get the episode started and Kira introduces herself, I just want you to follow on YouTube, listen on your favorite podcast and platform, share the episode, share the show with someone you know. And now, Kira, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? What's your 30 to 60 second pitch? Yes. Uh, well, my name is Kira. I am an inbound uh, marketing strategist um, on the digital side. So mainly I've been helping with B2B companies uh, with strategizing their marketing um, all through their website, social media, paid media, um, all of the above. Um, and yeah, I guess that's my pitch. Full on strategy, high level inbound strategy. What is inbound marketing? Like, what is it for those of the audience that doesn't know? Yeah. So inbound strategy or inbound marketing is, uh, so I guess if you think of paid ads and versus organic social media, think of, that's a good way to look at it. So outbound marketing would be more paid media where you're actually paying to get your marketing in front of people while inbound marketing is more organic based. So it's a lot more of a slow growth. Um, but it's that slow growth to build a loyal audience. Yeah, no, I've used inbound you know, strategies myself. And it's, it's nice when someone messages you and they're like, hey, I've been watching you. I like this. Or someone told me about you. It's such a good feeling. So let's kind of take it back. And you're pretty young. You're 23. Let's take it back to like the middle school, early high school. How was that like for you? Um, well, I was actually only in public school up until middle school. Um, and then high school, I actually did online school. So I did a virtual academy. Um, not like it's fancy or anything. I just, my parents had moved me a couple times. And so instead of moving school districts, it was kind of just easier to do online. Um, so I did online school and I think that it's been great because that was great because it helped me with my remote working career as an adult for sure. Um, but yeah, in high school, I honestly was all over the place of what I wanted to do. I'm pretty sure every year I probably had a different idea. Um, I actually was considering going into the medical field for a while because my sister and my mom were in the medical field and I did a lot of internships for it and was like, oh my God, I cannot deal with blood and sick people all day. So, um, that dream quickly ended. And, um, I think like one thing that was really consistent throughout my entire childhood, like even early, like middle school is when I started getting on social media and YouTube specifically, I was creating YouTube videos. I wanted to be like a, a beauty guru or something. Like I just loved the whole realm of YouTube and socializing and networking through that. Um, and that's really what kind of kicked off my journey in marketing because that's what got me into content creation, into photography, into editing, um, and just communicating with people, communicating with an audience. So it's kind of funny to see how even though I didn't actually get into marketing for a while, 
all of those little pieces throughout my middle school and high school played into what I do now. So you were in virtual school well before the pandemic. Yes. How was that? Like, how was it like making friends? How was that experience so different? So I actually grew up, um, I grew up going to church. So most of my friends were in church. And then I also was involved in theater um, and photography groups. So I had a lot of outside sources that I made friends. Um, but I also worked <laughs> during high school. Um, I worked during the day at a restaurant. So I would work in the mornings and then I'd come home around two o'clock, do my school for like four or five hours. And then I would go to a club or go to a practice or something like wow, that. Wow. So you had long days. Like what time would you go to work in the morning? <laughs> um, well, I would get up at like 7.30, sometimes earlier if I took my brother to school. But yeah, I've just, I've always been a busy go, like a go-getter, I guess. I don't know. I, I like keeping my schedule okay, no, that to this day. Amazing. So what was like, how'd you get that job? Uh, wait, which the, job? The restaurant job. <laughs> oh, um... I had just, a. I actually, it was one of my first jobs when I was 15. And my parents, since we had moved so many times, um, they just, I transferred locations to one of the places we ended up moving and I just kept working there. So, wow. What was yeah. the restaurant, if you don't mind sharing? <laughs> um, it's called PDQ. It's called, it stands for People Dedicated to Quality. It's like a Florida restaurant. <laughs> but that also set me off because I was in the restaurant industry for a while. And that was like a parallel to my creative marketing career until that took okay. off. So how'd you sort of get involved in marketing? Like what was the first time you kind of touched some sort of marketing, whether it be photography or something else? So I had actually done an internship um, with Adam McLaughlin, who he, um, he has his own agency about for helping people start agencies. Um, and so I, I was interning under him for a marketing communications internship that somebody had suggested to me that I did. I didn't actually want to do it, um, but I, I was in, it was my first year in college or my first semester, which I didn't last after one semester, yeah, yeah. by the way. Um, <laughs> but within my first semester, I was like, okay, sure. Like I wasn't really going to go to school for this. I didn't know what I was going to go to school for. So I just took this internship um, and they were doing a lot of creative stuff. So I helped build up and lead a photography department um, for this marketing communications department. And, you know, I kind of thought that that's where I wanted to land was more of the creative side. But the closer I worked um, with marketing and communications, the more I was learning and the more I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Like, this is already what I do on social media anyways. So I started to get a little bit more interested in it. Um, and that's kind of where that seed was planted. Now, did you do photography before that? Yes. So my dad actually is in, uh, he does photography and videography. And so he taught me a lot when I was younger as well with that. And so I actually started doing photography. I did, I had my own little portrait photography business throughout high school and college. Um, I did weddings, uh, senior photos, engagement photos, things like that. So obviously you have some help, right? You've got some guidance from your dad. Like how much does a high schooler charge for photography? Because it's something that a lot, I've seen a lot of yeah. high schoolers, you can pick up a camera, you can make some decent money for a high schooler. Yeah. Well, I, I did a lot of courses and I took some classes, like elective classes as well um, for photography because I really wanted to learn more. And, you know, 
it's funny too, because that is also kind of where I started understanding the marketing side of things because I wasn't charging a lot of money. You know, I would maybe charge like $80 a session to do senior pictures for someone. Um, and then eventually it got a little bigger as I started doing a couple weddings, but I, it's not like I have a ton of weddings under my belt. I'm not a wedding photographer by any means. Um, but I kind of started getting used to like, I was going on YouTube, reading or listening to podcasts, just trying to learn more about marketing my own photography services. Um, and then I ended up loving the actual marketing side of it more than the actual photography side of it. So like running social media and connecting with people on there, um, that became a lot more fulfilling to me than the actual photography side. It's funny, once you start getting involved with business, you end up finding through random ways like, hey, I actually like this more. Do you still take, yeah. do you still take pictures here and there? I do, uh, mainly for fun. <laughs> so, I mean, I take my sister and her family, I take their family portraits on a yearly basis. <laughs> and I'm still the designated family photographer, um, but I don't really like charge yeah, for yeah. photography well, anymore. <laughs> I, I, I've seen this happen to a lot of photographers. How is it different when you charge versus when you do it for fun? Because I know sometimes it's tough, right? Like people think like, hey, I love photography, but then the business of photography is different and there are other aspects and some people may like taking pictures, learning about it, but they don't like the business. And sometimes it causes them to have a love-hate relationship with photography because they're dependent on its income and the clients and all that. Yeah. No, I, when it comes to like the creative part of it, I... Like, I'm not really doing, like, senior pictures or anything anymore. So, like, I, I had a website up for a while where I was, you know, you know, getting some sessions based on, you know, senior pictures or things like that. And now it's mainly just, like, if I have a friend that needs pictures done, I'll be like, oh, I can do them for you, like, for free, just because I enjoy doing it. And it's it's still, like, a creative outlet. Um, you know, that's why I love doing it for my my sister, plus my niece and nephews are like really freaking adorable. So it, I love taking pictures of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of just now like a one-off. Like I probably do shoots like a few times a year and that's okay. it. That's, that's cool. Now, you had that different high school experience and you had a great work ethic. How did you get that work ethic? How'd you develop it? Because it's... Sometimes people can do it for short amounts of time, but it looks like a lot of the younger people who I interview, they start having these packed schedules from like high school and they stick to it. And I found that kind of always carries your way through. Mm -hmm. I think the most important aspect of that, because it's easy to get burnt out, right? And like I've gotten burnt out plenty of times in my life where, you know, there are times where my schedule is not jam packed and I feel like I'm not being productive or doing anything. Um, but I think that, having that passion continue to drive you, that passion for learning, that passion for wanting to develop your skills and grow and having those goals that you're working towards. Um, I think that's what really keeps you going because there, there was a while that probably about six months that I uh, wasn't doing any freelancing work. I wasn't really doing any internships. I had dropped out of college and I was kind of feeling totally lost with what I wanted to do with my life. Um, even though I knew like there were still avenues, like I was, I had still done a lot with marketing, but for whatever reason, I felt like it wasn't enough. Um, and I needed a degree to actually be in marketing. So it felt like a disadvantage. And I, I think the one, the one thing that really pulled me out of that was looking at it from a different perspective of, okay, I just need to get a little bit more knowledge. I just need to get a little bit more experience under my belt. Um, 
And instead of waiting around for an experience to come, it was like, okay, how can I make an experience for myself? So it's just reaching out. And I was trying to find people that I could help them with social media, like restaurants that I was working at, I would ask to run their social media account for free. Um, and they have no problem with that. So, you know, just like finding opportunities where people would let me like help them and let me hone my own skill, um, which is where, you know, my, my experience really started, which is what got me into an actual marketing position. That's one of the things I love about marketing. Like I, I come across people who I do their resumes and they're like, I have no experience. I want to break into marketing. And the advice I give is like, go to your restaurant, ask them if you can help them with their social media. Majority of people yeah. will say yes. And then now you have some experience. Now you learn something. Now you get some tools under your belt. And that's how you slowly move up. And the beauty of marketing is you can create your own experience. You can try to market something. You can market a friend's business. You can do that. You learn the intricacies. And these count as actual legitimate experience, right? You learn some tools. You pick up some stuff. Now you have an outlet. You can test things. And it's, it's really mm -hmm. fun. So what was your first paid gig like? Uh, well, my first paid gig was I was working on social media. Um, so this was a B2B marketing agency. Um, I started working with just a couple clients here and there. And then slowly over the year, I think I handled about eight different clients, um, running all of their social media channels. And I mean, it's funny because looking back, uh, I feel like I did that role completely wrong. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have done like half of the things that I had done. Um, but it was a huge opportunity for me because at that time I was only really um, active in the social media space of marketing um, and some community marketing. But that had exposed me to email marketing, to UI, UX, web design, like all of those different aspects of business um, and branding and all of that. And so it kind of opened these doors for me of like, oh, there's so much more to marketing than just social media. And um, I think that like really ramped up my excitement to learn because all of a sudden there was so many more things to learn about, so many more like avenues that I could go towards uh, when it came to my career. So how'd you go about learning? Because I know you, got, you have a certification in your belt. How, how does one tackle this? Yeah, so certifications are definitely uh, something that I leaned on a lot. There's a lot of certifications you can take online, free and paid. So, I mean, like HubSpot has a ton that I regularly try to keep up with because um, they do expire. Um, and then Google has a lot of different certifications for Google Analytics, Google Ads, things like that. Um, and then I also was on, I don't think it might, they might have changed the name, but Coursera, I think they changed it. But Coursera is basically like a, uh, like a, university, but like not university. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you can take a lot of courses on there. And so I got on that as well. And I, I almost treated it as if it was my own school schedule. So I would sign up for maybe two or three courses or certifications at a time um, that I knew would be relevant to what I wanted to learn. And I would be strict like it was a school schedule and, and go through the practice modules and go take the test. And, um, you know, that paid off a lot more than my one semester in college did. So. Oh, so it's still called Coursera. Uh, so I just, okay. I just Googled it and it's working and all that stuff. And that's a phenomenal resource that you can learn so much and you can focus on mm -hmm. learning what you actually want and what's actually relevant and what you need at the moment. Now, yeah, exactly. what would you find is the... Was there any course that really stood out? 
You know, it was a while ago that I was on there, so I couldn't tell you like exactly which ones. Um, but I honestly think that the like I guess for for me getting started, uh, the HubSpot certifications were some of the best because they have them from all different levels of like beginners, intermediate, advanced, expert. Um, so you can kind of go through all of them if you wanted to and really get a good grasp on different topics within marketing because uh, they're also very segmented as well. So HubSpot's usually what I always recommend to people, but Coursera, I think they're the different courses they have up there are updated regularly. And I did the courses like four or five years okay. ago, five years ago. Yeah. Um, so I don't know for sure what they were even called anymore, but there was a lot of great SEO courses on there, I know. And that's where I got a lot of my SEO knowledge from. So you got the Google Analytics certifications. Now, how have getting the certifications helped? Like, do clients ask for them? Or can you say like, hey, I'm Google Analytics certified or I'm Google AdWords certified? Has that come up? It has come up for sure in interviews. I think that, I don't think, see, it's funny because I think people have asked me more about my certifications than the lack of degree on my resume. Um, (laughs) So I think that it helps. And I, I think, really what it does is it helps show that you are relevant in the industry. Like, you know, you're up to date on what best practices there are. So like, I I feel like from my experience, a lot of jobs or interviews have put more emphasis on the fact that I have those certifications rather than the lack of a degree. That's amazing to hear. So for those in the audience, get those certifications, especially you're in marketing, they have a lot of credibility. Now, let's kind of take it, you know, into sort of a different direction. What were some of the hard periods of your life that you mentioned there was a six months? What was another, what would you say was the hardest period of your life? Oh, that's a hard question. Hey, you could choose one, <laughs> like what, two to three, if you're like, hey, these are the hard times and here's how you got out of them. Yeah, I think I think the hardest time was probably that, uh, that period of leaving, you know, dropping out of college. Um, I felt it was really difficult dropping out. I didn't want to tell anybody. And it was it was hard too because it's not that I dropped out because I was failing or that I wasn't doing well, but it was like a mix of I didn't feel like I was learning enough. I didn't want to keep paying all of that money. I didn't have many like uh I, I didn't have like any savings to help pay for college. So there were just so many things that were making it really difficult for me to get through a semester and feel motivated to go through a semester. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I think the big thing that drives me to is passion. And I had zero passion in college. There was nothing that was exciting to me. So, you know, leaving that and dropping out, which, you know, isn't what people, people expect you to get through it. So it's really difficult to move on past that and come up with, okay, what's my next step going to be now that I decided I'm not going to get a degree or I'm not going to go through four years of college. Um, and You know, it's especially difficult when you're trying to get experience and you don't have that degree and you don't have that that experience. And so, um, you know, it was kind of lonely and kind of discouraging. It's I think especially as a young person, when you see a bunch of different people going to college and, and doing this exciting thing and getting this opportunity, like you almost feel left behind, like, you know, you're not going to be able to catch up to them and, and achieve something. Um, and so it's really difficult to get past that mindset. And honestly, I, looking back, that mindset really kept me uh, from getting opportunities because I started to have, that's when I started to have a lot of self-doubt creep in. I started to doubt my abilities in like having a career in anything creative or anything marketing. 
Um, I was at a point where I was just like searching like uh, trade schools, maybe. I was like, I just need a career. Like, I just need to have a job. Um, and so, you know, I, I really looking back, like, I feel like the reason why it was such a hard time for me was just because of my mindset. Yeah, the mindset is so important because sometimes people think like, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. And that mindset comes through because then they can't be the best version of themselves. That doubt mm-hmm. stops. And I know doubts have killed so many dreams. So I'm so glad that you kind of got past that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all of the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Now, therapy is something that has a stigma, but this is something that can have a great impact on your life. Sometimes we have things that stop us from becoming the best version of ourselves. Therapy is something we should embrace and not be ashamed of. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule a weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being because, well, you deserve some inner peace. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash no degree. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for the No Degree Podcast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash no degree. So now, has the industry sort of changed in your time? Because social media changes so fast, right? Like things that used to work. Oh, I, yeah. I know like Instagram, like TikTok just came and just kind of forced them to change. So what changes have you sort of witnessed in your industry? Yeah, so uh, social media changes, I think, every two months. Um, I One of the things that I say is to be an expert marketer, you need to be an expert learner. And I say that because everything changes all the time. Like you said, algorithms change, um, different practices change, best practices change. Like everything is constantly moving in different directions. Um, it's kind of hard to stay on top of that all the time. But I started getting on LinkedIn and, and uh, Twitter and found a great like community of marketers, mainly through Twitter, um, and have been able to really like learn from other marketers in the industry. And what's great about that too is that if let's say you know some news comes out in the marketing industry that I miss, more than likely one of my followers or someone that I'm following um, has already seen it, and they're probably tweeting about it. So it's really nice to always have those connections on social media, and I feel like that's probably where I get the most industry knowledge rather than any newsletter, any blog. Yeah, no, I mean, look, people are active on Twitter and it's crazy just how much good information they share. And once you find some good people who truly care about adding value and adding, you know, building connections, you learn a lot, especially in a short period of time. And it's also cool that sometimes you actually can hop on a conversation with them and then you realize that, hey, 
you know, they're pretty cool people. And eventually, sometimes mm-hmm. they need your help with certain things. And then you realize like, hey, I have some value to offer just the other people. Now, what has been your biggest accomplishment? Ooh, <laughs> I like this question. Um, honestly, I think my biggest accomplishment has been developing my personal brand. Um, and that's very new for me. I, I've always like had that idea. I've always wanted to have a personal brand. I see so many people doing it to get jobs. Um, but it always scared me, which is ironic as a marketer. It was always really difficult for me to actually be authentic on social media and to really, uh, I don't know, like build real connections through social. And so it kind of scared me a little bit to think about creating content that wasn't for a brand, but it was actually me in my face. Um, and so I say that's my biggest accomplishment because I've only been doing it since February. I have, and I have um, 1,500 followers on LinkedIn and 400 followers on Twitter. And that's from starting in February. So um, it's been incredible. And it's not even just like the metrics that really mean anything, but it's the fact that like, I feel like I've found a community of people that I can really connect with and talk to. Like, you know, for example, I shared a picture of my dog yesterday because I had to take her to get stitches. And I was all anxious and telling my friends on Twitter, like, guys, like, I'm so anxious right now. I just need some support. And I had a ton of people like DMing me or commenting, like sending love to my dog. And like, that's, you know, that's something that I had never had before through social media, like even on Facebook with people that you know. Um, it's just not the same, like when you're creating like real authentic relationships through social media, you, you know? know? it's so interesting. Like I have some really good friends. So I have that core crew of friends. But outside of that, my social media friends have done a lot more for me. Outside of that internal crew, <laughs> that secondary right? crew, like it's like I… I, I uh, whatever, let's say I was looking for a job or I was looking for this. Like, they're the ones who have sort of had my back. And it's just so interesting because, you know, they say the virtual world and all that, but the virtual world is real, right? Like, the conversation we're having is real. The How we met, we met through Twitter. And, you know, who knows what mm-hmm. the future holds for our interactions and stuff. But I know it's like, I could help you with certain things and you could kind of help me. And people will be like, oh, you know, Janet or, you know, Kira. And fun things happen. But that's yeah. the beauty. Like, we end up, we ended up in a Twitter space yeah. with mutual friends. You were like, well, you know. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, you know, more of that will happen. And it's just crazy how, despite how large and millions of users, communities are still somewhat small. Like, I've met so many people mm-hmm. like, oh, you know this person? I was like, yeah, you know, I did their resume or I did the XYZ. I helped them out with the situation or they helped me out with the situation. So that's just the power of social media and the power of a personal brand that they'll just tell you like, hey, this person's really good. They're really genuine. And then some people are like, hey, you know what? They're not the best person. And you get, you know, you get so much good inside info. Now, you mentioned that the college degree, they like, did it ever come up like during interviews? Like, hey, you didn't go to college or just the certifications, they just kind of ignored it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for my roles, like I, I think there's only been one interview that I had where they brought up that I didn't have a degree. Um, let's just say that was a terrible interview in general. And the person that interviewed me, I would not have wanted to work for anyway. So yeah, any job that I've worked for, like it's never been an issue. And um, the second marketing role I was ever in, actually the company I worked for, nobody at that company had a degree except for one person. Um, And they weren't even using their degree. That's amazing. (laughs) I always love hearing these stories of how it's just like, it's not common. And you know, the person who... Like you said, the interview, you wouldn't have won it anyway. Like I remember one time I went in an interview 
And the first question was just so awkward. It was, um, I needed a certain requirement and I didn't have it. But then I was like, he asked me that question first. And I was like, well, I was thinking like, why didn't you, why'd you call me back? Like, you did not look at my resume. Like you went, you mentioned how you worked at NASA and stuff. And it's like, you couldn't take like the eight seconds it takes to look for that requirement. Um, right. And I, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to work for him. So it, it kind of worked out. Now, how do you continuously grow? Because we know how you grew in the past, but how do you continuously grow? So honestly, uh, social media has been really the biggest uh, biggest one for me. So I, I started a new job at Smartbug Media, which is an inbound marketing agency. Um, and it's actually funny how I started this job because I didn't necessarily apply to it like normal jobs. Um, so I was, at the time, I was looking for new jobs and I was going through LinkedIn you know, job postings and not being able to get past some of their, like, whatever they call their filters because I don't have a degree. So, um, so what I did is I just kind of was testing the LinkedIn search engine and I started searching keywords for jobs that I wanted. Um, so I was searching like digital marketing, marketing strategists, things along those lines. Um, and there was somebody that works at my company now. Um, and she had posted that they were looking for marketing strategists. So I just, DM'd her and I was like, hey, like, could I apply? Could I get an interview? And um, and that's how I got the job that I'm at now. And so it's kind of exciting because it's like I really just did that through networking. Yeah, yeah. You networking know? is powerful. Um, it's so powerful. And I keep trying to like a lot of my friends that aren't really on social media and they're like struggling to try to find jobs or try to find like a good company to work for. I'm like, girl, I will get you on social media. I'll get you on Twitter. I'll get you connected with people. Yeah. Like, I know that it can work because I've seen it work so No, much. I've seen it work too. I think today I got a job offer from a client and it was, <laughs> it's interesting. Just like through networking. She found me on LinkedIn. She liked my presence and you know, I did her resume and her resume worked and she realized she wanted to do something else and then she, you know, she really likes me. And it, it, these are the things that happen. It's like, you can't apply for that type of role because some of these jobs they're not even posted online. Like I got another part-time gig and it's like person knew me and they, again, they like my character. They, they realized I had the skills. So that goes pretty far. And so mm-hmm. again, listen, yeah. get on Twitter, get on LinkedIn, start making connections. Cause the beauty is as you're on it and if you use it a smart way, you'll learn, you'll make connections and you'll get opportunities. Now, People have to be strategic when they're on social media because you could be on social media and then get nothing done, right? You could really get dragged. You could get in mm-hmm. different areas. So how does someone use social media in a way that's productive? Um, It's all about engagement. It's all about talking to people. So, you know, it's not just about creating content. I think a lot of people might think that, that, oh, I, I want to be big on Twitter or I want to be big on LinkedIn. So I have to post every single day. Okay, sure. Yeah, you should post consistently. But if you're just posting and you're not commenting back on other people's posts or DMing other people or having conversations, like you're not really getting the full effect of social media. Um, And so that's, you know, that's the big thing. And that's a mistake that I made on my personal social medias for so long because I was just too nervous to comment back on other people's things or, you know, you feel like you're being fake. And it's, it's, you know, it's about kind of like taking your personality and being able to portray it on social media and just be yourself and just have conversations. Commenting is magical because people say create content, create content. And I tell people comments are a form of content. It's, yes. And I'll say comments go the furthest on LinkedIn. 
compared to other platforms just because of how it is and all that. But because your headline's there, they see all that and you make so many wonderful friends. So Mm -hmm. if you're nervous and again, creating content is hard, but comment, be supportive, show your post. And a lot of times uh, the comments, like you said, comments are content, but also looking at that another way where sometimes I'll comment on somebody's post and there might be like a good line out of there that I can turn into my own post like a couple weeks later. You know, like you can repurpose your comments as actual posts as well. Yeah, that's the that's great point. And it's like, be smart about it. Use it to network and all that. Now, you did online school. What was good about your online school and how could it be improved? Well, I really enjoyed it because it was a mix between working on my own and also having someone to talk to in real time. So, um, you know, all the assignments were done on my own time and anything just had to be due by midnight that night. Um, And then I would have like weekly or monthly uh, phone calls with whoever the teacher was for that class. Um, And it was usually 15 minutes where they would just ask me questions making sure that I know what uh, I knew what I was learning and I wasn't just like putting in answers on my tests and flying through the system. Um, So, I mean, it was nice to have that balance for sure. Um, And I I don't know, I honestly don't have many complaints about it because it also really set me up well for remote work. You know, I, at the time, you know, it's not like my parents knew that remote work was going to be a thing. So it's not like that was a part of the reason. Um, But it's really helpful because there's been plenty of times in interviews as well that people, uh, the interviewees will ask me, um, you know, like if I have remote work experience. And I do, but I can also tell them, oh, I also, you know, was in virtual school for four years. And that's enough for them to be like, oh, okay, she's good. (laughs) She's, she knows how to work a computer, work from home. She's good. So what are your tips in terms of remote learning and remote work? Uh, Time management (laughs) is a big one. Um, I'm not the best at it all the time, but um, I think one thing that I started doing that has helped me a lot when it comes to remote work and learning, especially Um, since I have a day job as well as freelancing, as well as my personal brand, it's a lot to do. So I actually time block for things that I'm doing during the day. So I'll put in my Google calendar an hour and a half time block for, um, working on going through social media for my personal brand and replying to DMS or tweets. Um, and then I'll put 30 minutes for reading and then I'll put 30 minutes for having virtual coffee with someone I met on LinkedIn, you know, um, and just time blocking what I want to get done. And it kind of helps me visualize a little bit better too, as well as organizing and prioritizing. Yeah, no, I think time blocks are important. Even time time blocks for just going to the gym, time blocks for a nap. And it's time blocks to kind of get away because it's, I I know how it is when you're kind of working, you're kind of working on the side, you're sort of working all the time. Right. And then literally, and then people are always asking and catching up, and it can get really overwhelming. So, having those boundaries, because I know what happens is, oh, let me just check my computer for 10 minutes. It's like, oh, this email, this email, I got to answer this, I got to support this. And then it just time Mm -hmm. flies and it, it just can get really overwhelming, especially if you're not taking care of anything. What are some things that you still struggle with? You know, I struggle. One thing that we're, my boyfriend, because my boyfriend works from home as well. And one thing that we are trying to start doing is, not bringing our laptops in the bedroom because <laughs> we have this, or I have this problem where I'm like, all right, it's time to go to bed. It's time to be done with work and done with things for the day. And then 
bring my laptop to the bed and then I'm just scrolling through emails, maybe doing a couple more things. And before you know it, it's like an hour goes by and I'm still working. Um, so I think it's really also trying to set those boundaries because it's hard when you're at home, you know, it's not like you're leaving the office for the day, like your office is your home. So I've been, we've been trying to set those boundaries for ourselves. Like, okay, I don't bring my laptop in the bedroom at night because I'm not working at night. I'm logged off. My clients don't need me. They will survive until the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think having those boundaries is really important. I know people that uh, will even go as far as like turning off uh, like email notifications or Slack notifications, which I think is a great thing too. I've definitely, I have my phone on do not disturb during the day to focus on things like, you know, whatever way you can, whatever you need to do to really focus and get things done and, and prioritize what it is you're doing in that moment. Yeah. I, you know, multitasking is not always the best way to go. Yeah. No, mul- multitasking is known to be super inefficient and your mind's all mm-hmm. over the place. It's better to so- focus on one thing at a time, get it done, then move on to the next thing. And I can say the same thing. Like I lay in my bed and I do a lot of work from my phone, right? Kind of answering these emails, kind of checking these things. And again, time passes by, right? So it's something mm-hmm. that I think everybody should do, especially as things become more digital because more opportunities will become digital. And here's the, here's the thing. Even when you go to the office, there's going to be a lot of remote work, right? You're going to Zoom calls and video calls with these other people and all that. Now, what are your future goals? Well, right now, since I have just started at a new agency, um, I, I'm definitely going to be set here for a little while. There is a lot of great opportunity for growth there. Um, and I have a really great team supporting me as well. So one thing that's amazing about SmartBug is that they set all of their employees up for career development. Um, and they're very, very strong. Uh, they strongly believe in career development. So, uh, it's nice to know that I have people supporting me along the way of growth. And, you know, I'm newly into B2B. So mainly I've kind of been in the e-commerce side, some B2B side, but um, with this job, I'm strictly in B2B. And so some of my goals right now are just really growing and honing that side of my marketing skills. Since, like I said, most of my marketing skills have been on the e-commerce side. So I'm really excited to kind of kick this off, this new career off and kind of grow in a new direction. Um, kind of excited to see where it takes me too. Yeah. Now, what advice would you have to like your high school self? I would tell my high school self to stop being afraid of the things I'm good at. Um, I think that, and I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, but sometimes, you know, it's scary to think that you can monetize something that you enjoy. Um, and I think that was something that was like a push back a little bit, push and pull when it came to social media and content creation um, is that I enjoyed it. And I was always scared because you, you know, I feel like there's this parallel of some people say, if you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. And then other people say that if you take your, what your passions and monetize it, that you're going to end up hating it. So there was always this like push and pull that I was anxious about. Um, and I think it kept me in a standstill for a while. Um, and so, you know, I think just for my high school self and for anybody, just really like looking at what you like to do and not being afraid to grow that, not being afraid to pursue it, despite what other people say, because more than likely other people are probably going to make you feel bad about it or make you think you can't do it, but you definitely can. Yeah, I love that because it's about finding the right balance because like I've been able to sort of monetize my passions and it's amazing, right? But there's that time where it's like, hey, 
you know, are things going to work out? It's tough. But I'm so glad I tried it. I'm so glad I did it. And it has opened up so much opportunity. What advice would you have for someone young who wants to pursue a career in marketing? Well, a certifications is a really big one. Uh, the other thing I would say is networking. Um, I think my my marketing career has like kicked off 10 times faster once I started networking than I had before. And I've learned so much more through networking. You get so many more opportunities through networking. And the thing is that you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to know everything. But if you are networking with the right people that are willing to help guide you, willing to give you an opportunity for you to grow and learn, um, you know, that's an opportunity you won't get from applying to a job. Yeah, no. Networking, you learn so much. You meet so many people. And you just never know. Like, I, there are people I networked with years ago who sort of came and it's so serendipitous that you know <laughs> someone, they know someone, you met them. It leads to a lot of things. And you have fun. You meet great friends. You have a great support system. Now, is there anything that you kind of want to share with the audience that you haven't shared already? Uh, yeah, sure. So I, since I am growing my community on Twitter, I'm, you know, I'm not really, I'm not a business. I'm not trying to like make money or anything on Twitter. I'm just trying to build a community of marketers. So um, if anyone is listening and is interested in getting into marketing, learning more about marketing, or, you know, just wants to be in a community of marketers, um, definitely come follow me on Twitter. It's, it's Kira Renee with two E's at the end. Um, and I host weekly marketing happy hour uh, Twitter spaces um, that are really fun. We try to pick different topics for a bunch of different people to come in and ask questions, talk about brainstorm ideas. And it's a really great way to get to know what other people in the industry are doing as well. And, um, you know, kind of know where you should have your finger on. Yes. So. Any other way that people can support you? Any other links that you want to share? Yeah, I mean, Twitter, of course, is a great way. Um, other than that, I'm active on LinkedIn. Yeah. So people can find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, I I usually am good at answering my DMs on there. It's tough. <laughs> like, I, I, there are some people, I was like, crap, I was going through some things. I didn't answer their DM. So if someone ever doesn't answer, just follow up again. It's not intentional. Yeah, no, I promise. I, try, I honestly try to set aside time every day to go through and answer people. Um, so I always tell people to like reach out for, to me with questions because I want to be the person that wasn't there for yeah. me when I was starting my career. So like I'm always open for questions. No question is a dumb question. Yeah, I love that attitude. Reach out, be respectful, find things, support people. Thank you so much for your time, Kira. I had so much fun doing this episode. I hope, you know, that listener comes in and realizes like I can be an inbound marketer. I can do the yes. skills. I can get the certifications. <laughs> I can help. And they get started with their local restaurant. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we'll, I'll catch you on a Twitter space randomly. Yes, definitely. And you have a wonderful day. <laughs> Thanks so much. You too. Another great episode. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this information was valuable and you learned a lot. Stay tuned for the next episode. This show is sponsored by you. No Degree wants to remain free from influence so that we can talk about the topics without bias. If you think the show is worth a dollar or two, please check out our Patreon page. Any amount is appreciated and will go towards making future episodes even better. Follow us on Instagram or Snapchat at No Degree Podcast. On Facebook at facebook.com slash no degree inc. If you want to personally reach out to me, connect or follow me on LinkedIn at Janaid Iqbal, spelled J-O-N-A-E-D last name I-Q-B-A-L. Until next time, no degree, no problem. Nodegree.com. Yeah. So, you got no degree? No problem. No problem. 
any problem, we can solve we them. We got this. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving, growing in the knowing. Wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. If you didn't know, now you know. Let's sing that again, everybody. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. No degree, no problem. Any problem, we can solve them. LinkedIn insomnia keeps us evolving. We're growing in the knowing. The wisdom is flowing. If you didn't know, now you know where I'm going. Yeah.